Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's up, fanatics? It's Chris Williams down here at AT&T Stadium in Dallas at the Big 12's annual Media Day event. I'm going to have a few podcasts for you uh, on the next couple of days, obviously. Uh, but all of our coverage down here, of course, is brought to our very, brought to you by our friends at the Iowa Clinic, the Iowa Clinic Men's Center, of course, reminding you to get your back-to-school I'm not you. I mean, unless you're a kid listening, I guess. Get those kids the back-to-school annual wellness visits, the physicals for the kids. Be a man, go to the doctor, a physical for you. IowaClinic.com, locations all over the metro and the great state of Iowa. Appreciate their sponsorship. And um, I haven't had time yet today to do much one-on-one with the guys. It's been a different type of media day. Uh, Iowa State's the first team to go. The schedule is a lot tighter with Matt Campbell than it usually is because of the tall top 10 thing. Uh, but I did, uh, along with Travis Hines and uh, Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register, I did have a chance to catch up with Matt earlier today. We'll listen to that. And afterwards, um, we'll do a little bit of um, Greg Eisworth as well. I- Eisworth was really good, super impressive young man. We'll catch up with Brees Hall at some point in the day today. Obviously, he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's he's a busy man down here as well. So here's Matt Campbell, and then we'll we'll listen to uh, what Greg Eisworth had to say uh, following Coach Campbell. What's been your impression of the uh, name, image, and likeness era of three weeks? I guess not. No, no change. I mean, I, I think it's minimal at best. So I, I, I really, I think it's too early to tell, and I think it's one of those things that. I think got probably a lot of hype around it, but I think the reality is very minimal. But um, time will continue to tell. I think you know, for us as coaches, it's a, another opportunity to teach and guide. Um, you know, I think it certainly puts a lot on the plate of an 18 to 22 year old in terms of understanding taxes and all the stuff that come with real life decisions. And so, is that right to give 18 to 22 year olds? Man, I don't know, but um, they did. It is, and so you just educate and teach. But you know, I think for us culturally and program wise it's had zero bearing on us what about the whole like hunted now versus the hunter thing you're not the underdog this year does that do you, do you coach differently do you have a message or how does that play into things no um i don't think there's any message other than you know i think we've we've lived in this world the last three years you know it's not like we just got good we've yeah. been good for four years now so you know I think the the reality for us is you know the there's I've said this a million times there's no expectation you know than greater than ours um 
our expectations has never been about winning. It's always been about, man, how do you become the best version of yourself you can be? Um, and I don't think we've strayed too far from that. You know, I think that's what I'm really proud of, of this year's team. You know, we came back in January, put our egos aside. How do you grow and get better? Um, I think we all had those areas that needed to happen. Um, and then you diligently put a plan together to try to grow and get better. And every year's different. Every team's different. You know, we're not the 2001 football team or 2000 football team. You know, 2020 team. We're the 2021 team. And that's drastically different than last year's team. So, you know, I think that's the thing that's, that's always a reality in college coaching. You know, and un- unfortunately, the difference in pro and college is you're not the same team that you were a year ago and so you know I I think just new leaders new leadership new guys in different roles um, man you're just trying to perfect yourself so yeah you've always talked a lot about the player driven stuff I mean with all these veterans I mean is it is it like you've got like five or six coaches out there too with all these seniors and guys who have been around well I think what I've always said is Iowa State will always have a chance to be a better team the older we are and you know I think the the reason for that is man process and you know that that understanding of what it takes to become the best version of you I think there's like a training age to that you know the younger you are it's hard to understand that the older you get the more you understand that and you also understand what you need to do to be successful but you also have a global perspective of what we need to do as a team to be successful and so you know I think that's one of the benefits that we've had is we've had a lot of guys that have been willing to put their ego aside man where do I have to get better how do we as a team have to get better what are the standards of our program and holding some accountable not only yourself but somebody else you know within the locker room accountable to the standard I think those are all things that when you're older and you have veteran leadership um, that, that now it's the players driving that and I think we're certainly fortunate for from that standpoint being an older football team of 25 seniors that that's that's great to have and, and great to have guys that not only are seniors but they're seniors that have played meaningful snaps in our football program I might I might sorry I might be naive but Bullsby was just up there talking a lot about COVID and Delta variants and vaccines and I, how much are you thinking about that right now? Yeah, I'm not, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that just because, you know, I think those are things that, again, those are educational opportunities that we've had. We've talked about, you know, we can't control the narrative and what card gets dealt our way. All we can do is respond to it. And then, you know, whatever the rules are, then we've got to have the ability to adjust. And I think we learned that a year ago. And, you know, you're sometimes you're adjusting weekly, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of what the rules were and how they became. But, you know, I, I think from our end and from my end, up it you know I, I've really our kids have you know responded to what the rules and regulations have been even within Iowa State um, I think they've done a great job of those things and then we've just you know continue to educate our kids along the way take the precautions that we've needed to take to continue to move forward and um, so we really have stopped at least putting a lot of time and effort into that and really putting our emphasis into football being better as you get older, I mean, this will probably be the oldest team you maybe ever have just because of the circumstances with COVID. What what does that mean for you guys to have all that experience and have all that? Yeah, you know, I just, I, I think I think it can go a lot of ways, you know, but I, I think for our end, it was first of all, the who, you know, when you talk about guys like Greg and you talk about some of these guys that, you know, are, are coming back and have great wisdom and have work to get where they're at. That's huge. And I think, you, I think what we have 
have eight of those seniors that are decided to come back for another year, you know, and use that eligibility. Um, you know, I think, each, first of all, each one of them had something individually to prove, right, that they came back for a reason. If, if it was beneficial for them to go play in the NFL, they all would have went or should have went. Um, but I think for those guys, they felt like there was areas in their game, maybe it was, you know, physically, maybe it was mentally, maybe it was, you know, health and safety, whatever, that they felt if it was a benefit for them. So I think what I would appreciate from those veteran seniors is they've come back with a purpose. Those guys are all drastically different than who they were in January, and I think that benefits our team. Because usually you could come back and say, man, I'm going to kick my feet up and, you know, rest on the laurels of I'm a senior and I'm just going to. And I think what you have now in our program anyways is there's competition. So you rest on your laurels, you're going to get beat out. And, you know, I, I think that that's what's been positive about this senior class. You know, some of those guys, plus the seniors of the Roses and the Purdies and some of those guys who are, you know, seniors now and are guys that have been, you know, incredible leaders in our program that they have demanded to grow. And um, that's one thing I, I would say, no matter what happens, no matter what we become, boy, I'm really proud and impressed with 21, 22, 23-year-olds that have had success. In our world, success happens, and you can easily start to level out. And as soon as you level out, you die. You know, you, you essentially, you know, these guys have demanded to grow. And I, I think that's helped our young guys in our program see that and say, man, there's an expectation and standard here to come to work every day. That's what they've given to our program, and I do appreciate that greatly. What's Greg meant to the program? I mean, he he flies under the radar in comparison to Brock, in comparison to Breeze, um, and he's cool with that, I assume. You know what? Yeah, you know, I think what you, what you what what he is is exactly what I think our, our program has stood for. You know, he's had great humility. Um, you know, he's had tremendous success in the moment when the opportunities and the and the situations have come his way as the player. He's been that guy. Uh, but in the locker room, he's been an anchor, and he's he's been. Uh, you know, I think he's been a transformational leader. It's never been about transactional success. It's been about transformational leadership in building our football program. And um, I, I, I would say without Craig Eisworth, I don't know if Iowa State football is where it is. And I think a lot of that is, yes, his play. I mean, you're talking three-time first-team all-conference player, but you're also talking about a guy in our locker room that's probably as well-respected as anybody. And, um, you know, again, he probably learned from Ray Lima, and then he's taken that torch and then, and led greatly with it and has continued to pass it on to others. So, you know, to me, there's 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 probably a million thank yous that I could give to Greg because Iowa State football wouldn't be where it is today without his him and his leadership for sure. What, do you, what are your expectations for Will McDonald this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just just continuing to grow with more, you know, opportunities. And, you know, you, you, you look at him from the guy that was the starting year. Jaquan leaving is the yeah. starting, and now he's the guy that's starting and you know Japan probably played 35 snaps last year and will probably 25 and now that probably shifts to will getting 35 snaps and you know I just think you know my biggest thing for him is is taking his physical presence and, and being ready to take and handle more playing time you know and I, I think as the season went we continue to give more will more playing time just because he had earned it and I think now it's now can you prepare yourself to do that over the course of a 12 13 you know whatever game season and I think that's challenging and, and that's maturity. So, um, But obviously a lot of expectations from my end and, and really trying to continue to find ways to put him in the best position to affect the game because, you know, we know he's a guy that has the ability to affect the game for us.
All right, good stuff from Campbell. Let's hear from Greg Eisworth now. Uh, the all Big 12 safety for Iowa State and a super impressive young man. And it got a little fun at the end. We started to talk scheme and all that fun stuff that I get really into. Uh, here's Greg Eisworth. Hope you enjoy it. If you hadn't come to Iowa State, where would you be now? Oh, no clue. There's no telling. Um, because even like out of high school thinking I was going to go one direction, I feel like God put me, placed me somewhere else. So honestly, there's no clue. I have no idea where I would have been if I didn't choose Iowa State. But um, you know, I feel like God led me in the right way and I did make the right decision. You, you've had a, a wonderful career, obviously. What do you, what's going to stick out the most? Not only, you know, it doesn't have to be football-wise, it can be off the field-wise. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, yeah. I, it's just the people and the relationships okay. and, like, just having fun with my teammates outside of practice. Uh, I didn't getting know those whether you baptism or oh, whatever that was. No, yeah, no, like, that's obviously, like, all that stuff is awesome. Mm -hmm. I just think first thought, you know, just I think of like Ray Lima, Marcel Spears, yeah. Lawrence White, Braxton Lewis, all those guys that, you know, I really are like glue guys for me that I consider my brothers that, you know, just creating really good memories with them. I'm kind of curious because you came in and had a ton of success right away, like individually, but what is your, um, like body-wise, there was the change in the strength and conditioning, right? Like how are you, how have you evolved in that? And what have you, I guess, what have you seen from, you know, your teammates too? Yeah, I mean, our model this offseason has been like bigger, faster, stronger, and you definitely see that. Um, you can go down a list of guys that's put on weight or improved their body comp. Uh, like personally, I'm up like 10, 12 pounds from last season. So, um, you know, I feel the best I've ever felt before, and I think that's going to carry over really well in the field too. So. Matt said something about um, you all got back from the Fiesta Bowl and everybody dropped their egos and got back to work yeah, sure. in, in January. What um, – is that something you all talked about, or is that just a player-driven? How, how how would you describe that? Yeah, I think that's something that's something that we always talk about, um, being able to handle success, uh, as well as handle the losses, right? Like you think back to the Big 12 championship game, like it stung, but we knew, all right, we're still still a football team, still got work to do, so let's take it for what it is, move forward. I think the same thing with Fiesta Bowl, like let's enjoy this win. But, hey, when we come back around, we still got work to, to get done. Uh, and that's kind of always been our mindset. Did you have, like, a weird feeling coming back in this building at all after how that ended? Uh, a little bit. It was a little sour. Um, but for me, this is my hometown. So yeah. it feels good being back home. But, uh, yeah, you, you still kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah, I just, like, now that you have six, seven months, whatever it was, to reflect on that, like, what – how much was that Big 12 loss a motivating factor for you guys in the offseason? Uh, you talk about it at all, or is it just something that's... I mean, it's just... I wouldn't say the loss necessarily was a motivating factor for us. Uh, you know, we try to stay even kill no matter what, wins or losses, like I talked about. Um, but it's it things obviously um but you know we don't pay attention too much to that we just focus on the now the present where we're at and where we're trying to go honestly with the success you guys had last year and then obviously just so many guys back from that team is there do you guys have a sense of the opportunity that you have this season to even improve on what you guys did last year yeah you know like you know i think that's something that people talk about a lot is like expectations and you know we honestly kind of try to push that off to the side and 
focus on what we do have inside our walls. Um, you know, we've never really been about the wins and the losses. We've always just been about the people, the relationships that we form. You know, seeing somebody come in as a freshman, maybe a knucklehead, and then they leave the program, you know, a young man. You know, like that's the stuff that's really important to us, honestly. Um, the expectations is whatever it is, you know, uh, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Um, so we don't put too much weight on that, but obviously you, we feel like we know what we're capable of, and, you know, we're just going to attack every day like that. I think Matt mentioned it, and you mentioned it, just that everybody got to work when you came back with, I think it was eight of you guys that decided to come back for that extra year. With everybody back, is there a sense of responsibility within your guys' walls to, to make the most of this, that you guys all came back for a reason and that you have you know, playmakers all on the field? Yeah, no, I think I think there is like a sense of urgency. Um, and those guys that came back, you know, they, they have an urgency. Um, they know why they came back, and they want to see that happen. Um, so, and each individual person's reasons was different, yeah. you know. Um, but, you know, I think those guys understand, and then they're willing to take whatever they feel and lead the younger guys and just keep setting the standard. And what I like to say is, like, passing the torch, right? So when I leave, I want to pass the torch to somebody younger than me, and that legacy just keeps rolling. That's kind of the idea we have. Who are a couple of the guys that might grab that torch? Oh, man. Um, let me see. Well, it's a honestly, it's a bunch of younger guys in the in the uh, on the team that some some of y'all might not know their names, but like for me, one person I think of is like Jr. Singleton, He's a sophomore D tackle. Um, just a great guy, but I think he has leadership capabilities. Um, and then you just think of like some of the younger receivers. Uh, Younger old linemen, it's a really good group of guys. They're like Hunter Deckers, you know, quarterback coming up, good talent. You know, let's start showing them, hey, this is how we do things here, you know. Um, but really, whoever takes that leadership role, that's up to them. But I think it's important for us to just disperse that throughout the entire football team, and whoever's willing to step up and do that has that job. Media likes to Thanks, talk about you. stuff like this. I don't know if you guys pay attention, but like, Iowa State's never been rank this high, you know, with this much expectations mm -hmm. going into year. Do you guys do you think different like, oh we're gonna be the hunted now, we're not the we're not the underdogs anymore, right? Yeah, I've been for a while. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Do you do you approach the season different in that sense? Because you know you're gonna be getting it the best shot from everybody? Uh honestly not really. Uh, I like to say our day-to-day -day process is the same thing every yeah. day. And that's what we we preach on that, man. It's like expectations is something that is outside of our walls. We focus on what's inside of our walls, right? And we have a standard. You either meet or don't meet that standard. And for me, that keeps us process-driven, right? We're not worried about wins and losses or what he or she is saying. We're focused on our standard, our culture within our walls. And you're either doing that or you're not doing that. And that's our judgment call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I had... Um, one of your teammates told me that you're, he, he kind of referred to you as like if there had to be one team captain, he thought it would probably be you because you just you have the respect from everybody in the program. Obviously, you've earned that. What do you, where does that come from? Uh, I think it's me being personal, personable, honestly, like getting to know each player. Uh, and just being authentic with, with them and with myself. Like, I'm not trying to be anybody else other than me. Uh, I'm goofy. I like playing around. But people know that when it's time to do something, I'm going to do it the right way. 
Uh, and if you're not doing it the right way, I'm going to call you out. But it's not going to be like a, a demeaning manner or, you know, not doing it just for show or for the coaches. You know, I'll pull you to the side and I want the best out of each player. Uh, and I think people see that. Hopefully people see that. Uh, and I think that's kind of where I gain the respect that I'm going to show up. I'm going to be the same person every day. And it's real. Nothing's fake. Um, and I'm just going to be myself. Did that. Did you have to develop that, or was that something that was, like, instilled to you in your childhood and high school? Like, where did this come from? Uh, honestly, I think I've always just kind of been that way. You know, my father would just talk to me about that a lot. Like, you don't have to fit in. You know, you be yourself and let friends or whoever else become, like, in part of your circle. That's kind of how I think of it. Like, I'm my own circle. If you want to be a part of me and what I'm about, come join the circle. You know, instead of me trying to go fit in somewhere else. Uh, just be myself, have respect for others. My dad always preached just being humble. Um, no matter what, just just be humble, be yourself, give more than you take, uh, those types of things. Um, so I think that was instilled in me with a young age, and then now it's just me being who I am. I'm um, curious. The, the one guy is just fascinating to me as well, McDonald. Mm-hmm. What do you – he's going to kind of have to take a step up now with Jaquan being gone. What, what do you expect from him? How have you seen him grow? Yeah, I mean – Physically, he's grown, too. He's put on some weight. Uh, He looks really good. Uh, You see even just, like, his process, day-to-day process has improved as well. Um, But, man, he's a freak athlete, as I'm sure a lot of guys know. Like, if he can just be consistent with that, and and he knows exactly what he has to work on, and, you know, he's he's fine-tuning that stuff. But, man, he'll he'll, – He'll do exactly what people think he should do. How, how much fun is it, like, the position that you play when you're behind a front seven like that that gets after the – I mean, it's got to make your life just so much better. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> – you know, me and uh, Mike Rose talked about it because my first year here I played star. Yeah. And Mike was the Mike linebacker, so he's always in front of me. Yeah. And then last year, you know, I was a strong safety and he was a Sam linebacker. So uh, it's always, like, comfortable seeing Mike Rose in front of you. Knowing, <laughs> I bet, yeah. yeah. Knowing, hey, if there's a, a bubble screen or something, he's just going to eat up the blocks and then I'll make the tackle you know what I'm saying so and that always gives you like a sense of security back there and looking in front of you and seeing like I got some dogs in front of me yeah that's the word I was going to use but doesn't it give you like the freedom to just be Greg freaking Eisworth you know what I mean yeah no like I said like I I think back to like I think it was Baylor there's like two or three times you know he's just eating up these screen blocks for me and it's just like a free alley make the tackle and it's like dude appreciate it (laughs) you know what I'm saying but uh yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what you're saying. So quarterback's like the guy on offense, right, that, that has to think about everything. And he, Who has the toughest job on a defense? In the in the John Haycock defense, who's maybe not the toughest, but who's like – Communicator. Yeah, that type of stuff. Uh, is it Rose? You know, honestly, it's kind of tough. Mike Rose is a very vocal leader. Uh, I'd probably say he does communicate the most, like – him because they linebackers are communicating with the d-line and getting checks from the safeties um and so mike rose is always on this like oh stuff yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know i wouldn't give it to just like one person uh, i would say mike is a very vocal player person uh safeties in the back end we got to be able to relay you know we got three safeties so you got to relay all the way across the field yeah backer in front of you backers got to get it to the d-line so um that's but that's been something we've been working on is just communication okay so Amateur football mind here, but it it seems like you guys are less aggressive in the first quarter and things get ramped up as the game goes on. Is that by design? Like, because it just seems like there's always like a John Haycock feeling out period, and then like he he turns the dogs loose in the second quarter. Do you, yeah. Is that is that? 
Am I imagining that, or is that like a real thing? No, people. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask ask that, uh, and they ask like, or I get a lot. You know, what was y'all second half adjustments? What did y'all do second half? And people don't believe me, but we literally do not change a thing. Like I think back to wow. the Fiesta Bowl. Literally, the Fiesta Bowl. The, the halftime speech was, "Do your job." I'm not gonna say it again. Do your job. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, I think. I think some of it is some of us players, man, we're just out there excited to play, like want to make a play. And sometimes we just let our details slip. Second half, we just hone in and like, man, if I just do what I got to do this play, and then chips start falling into place. And then once you, you know, start clicking with some of your coverages, then, yeah, you can start adding in a little bit more, you know. But until you, you can't just start going, running 100 blitzes and whatever, you're not going to execute anything the right way. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. It's